The final case this morning is number 231048, Quadrograph, Inc. v. Lightrix, Ltd. Your Honors, may it please the Court, I'm David Walker with Snyder Wallace for the appellants. With me are Sean Hunter and Marcellus McZeel. We're here on appeal from a Rule 12 dismissal where the District Court erred in disregarding the presumption of validity, ignoring the claim language, and technical solutions presented in the patent specifications. The claims at issue are drawn to systems and methods for automated digital pixel shifting, instilled digital photos, and videos. The District Court erred in its analysis under both steps of the Alice test. Under Step 1, the Court improperly found that the claims were drawn to an ineligible abstract idea. This was error because the claimed activity, automatic shifting of pixels, cannot be performed by hand. There is no manual counterpart. How does, according to the patent, how is the shifting accomplished? Using the computer. That's it? Yeah, with computer code, according to the claims. But it doesn't tell you what code, what algorithm, or anything like that, right? The algorithm are the steps of the claims that follow the preamble. And so, for example, Claim 7 of the 342 patent, Appendix 57. The final element of the claim is shifting the first set of pixels along the nonlinear pathway wherein the shifting, the first set of pixels comprises rendering and re-rendering in a loop, the first set of pixels being shifted. We could go through the whole claim. There are four elements, four steps. That's the method claim. That is what we claim, and those are the inventive concepts. How is it automated? Because the patent describes the user making those choices. For example, in Column 5, what you come up with, just going back to the claim, you receive a first indication of a first starting point. But it is true, right? The specification talks about the user making those choices. The first three, yes, that's correct. Diamond v. Deere, those claims, the user did all of it until at the end there was a computer. Yeah? Yeah. But it doesn't say how the computer does it. It just says the computer does it. And in the specification are tools that users can use to have the computer shift the pixels. This ordered combination. Would you argue, yes, I was going to take you there. Would you argue that the claims have steps that have to be performed in a particular order? Correct. In order for the automation to occur, the shifting of the pixels. Exactly right. Yeah. Because it's our contention that this ordered combination has not before been well understood, routine, or conventional. And there's no evidence. The only evidence we have is the record, the intrinsic record. There's no evidence except attorney argument otherwise. I 
I, I think that the invention is is um, uh, um, somewhat remarkable in some ways. It, it it certainly garnered one of the highest sought out recognitions in the, the world of applications, which we all have running on our phones. And yeah. this is an application we're talking about that you have, correct? That's right. All right. And it, it, it was the most downloaded application in, what, 2017? Something like that, yes. Yeah. The problem is your complaint. The problem is the facts that you allege in your complaint. You, you, you know, it's, it's like a Christmas tree that's unadorned. There's, you don't have enough there um, in, in order to, to, to survive. So do you want to address that particular well, issue? We, we do say that the Lightrix software performs the claim steps of our claims, for example, uh, in patent, in the 017 patent. Um, I mean, we could read the language... For example, at 278. Is this your second amended complaint? Yes. And the court didn't didn't rule on I guess it did. Well, the 12B6 dismissal is what was the ruling. Look at paragraph 9 of your complaint. The patents ensued. That's that's the that's the only statement in the complaint you make about the steps, correct? Where we say in other places that the Lightrix software infringes in accordance with the steps of the other patents. In each patent, we say that, and so that's what I was referring to when I was referring you to page two seventy eight. Um, in the middle of paragraph fifty. It says, plaintiffs contend that the accused program was specially adapted for and has no substantial non-infringing use apart from using, <coughs> excuse me, using the accused program to automatically shift pixels in accordance with the steps of claims 1 to 5, <coughs> 7 of the 017 patent. We're saying specifically what is being infringed. I mean, we don't have to do more than that, I believe. So, so look, your, your, your claims here, looking at claim one, says the computer has executable instructions. Yes. The, the specification and the claims never tell us what those executable instructions are. Um, an expert in the art would be able to take these claims and write computer code to do exactly that. Okay, but it doesn't... That computer code is not described in the patent, right? Outside of the claims and outside of the telling what the computer well, program is. the computer code described in the patent? You, you said specifically someone no. skilled of the... Specifically no, right? It's not there. Uh-huh. Right? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. So, and the, the 
specification, for example, look at the 017 patent, column 3, it says the user controls these things. The user is making these decisions, right? The user inputs information into the application, that's right. Okay, let me catch up again to where you are, sir. Your Honor, on the 017 column 3. Line 40. User controls the speed, magnitude, direction of pixels, and other various attributes. Yes. Yes, yes, Your Honor. And all it says is that the computer translates that somehow, right? Correct. A practitioner in the art would be able to take this information and create computer code that would do exactly what the claims say. And the claims are the method, the concrete steps that need to be performed for the result to be achieved. We're not claiming the result, we're not claiming the effect, we're claiming the method to achieve the result that is having the perception of movement within digital photos. The claims were amended during prosecution. Oh, let me go back. The claimed activity cannot be performed mentally. The Federal Circuit, speaking of rendering pixels, said that requiring manipulating computer data structures can't be done as a practical matter entirely in a human's mind. That's CyberSource 654F3-1366-1376. I'll reserve the remainder of my time for rebuttal, unless you had a question. The fact that you assert that this result can be achieved automatically, that doesn't necessarily help you. It doesn't? No. Well, the claims were amended. Just the fact that you can use a computer to do something automatically, it's not going to take you to safe land. Okay. But we have to use a computer because no human can shift digital pixels with their mind or on pencil and paper. It can't be done outside of the computer. Well, that would have been good to have seen in your complaint. Okay. It's in the... It doesn't tell us how the computer does it. It's just like saying, use a computer to do it. In our past cases, we said that's not enough for patent eligibility. Right. If you have an abstract idea, and we contend that our claims are not abstract ideas, our claims don't go to the abstract idea itself. They go to the method of how you perform getting to the result that is a digital photo with the perception of movement within it. We'll reserve the rest of your time. Mr. Greeson. Thank you, 
Your Honor. Robert Greeson with Norton Rose Fulbright, Dallas office, and I have with me Ms. Stephanie DeBrow and Norton Rose Fulbright, New York office. Um, it may be helpful to um, discuss what these claims look like with respect to other cases that have been before this court, because I think it follows on to the discussion that Judge Rayner was just having with my colleague. That is, when my colleague was asked um, how shifting was performed, he responded that the computer uh, performs the shifting. But that's not enough. Um, as this court's found in uh, Erickson and the FISET case and several others, <clears throat> that the mere automation of a otherwise human process does not make a claim any less abstract. And when there were specific questions about the uh, algorithm itself. But if you're not claiming automation, but you're claiming orderly steps, is that patent eligible? I think it depends on the orderly steps and whether or not they suffice to provide an inventive concept. So you would find that that would be patent eligible? That what would? What I just, what I just The orderly you. steps? I think, I think they're they're not claiming. They're not claiming automation. I mean, otherwise, maybe all software patents would be patent ineligible because they all involve automation. Sure. So that can't be the, the end of the beginning and the end. I, I agree. I, so I if, a pen, if, a, if a claim is directed to a method of orderly steps, that if you follow these steps, you achieve this result. In this case, it's autom automation of pixel shifting. Sure. So there are certainly um, cases where the claims have had uh, sufficient detail to, uh, to provide an algorithm that's meaningful, a series of orderly steps. McRow would be a good case. Enfish would be a good case. But I think McRow is helpful here because it further underscores the deficiencies in these claims. McRow is fundamentally different because it provided an in-depth uh, rule set in the claims itself, and the court found that it was the incorporation of those rules. Was, was Macro a 12B6 case? I don't recall right now, Your Honor. No. don't recall. Um, that said, and Macro also is fundamentally different because it its claims obviated the need for uh, human interaction and manual judgment-making and the like. Here, and when my colleague pointed to what the al where the algorithm was found, he talked about the steps that precede the general pixel shifting step. But as been, has been briefed, each of those um, has been is dictated by the user. The user picks the starting point, the ending point, picks the shape of the path upon which pixels are supposed to shift, picks the width of those of that path, picks how fast the pixels will be shifted. So after all of those user-initiated steps, those user-defined steps, there's a general uh, shifting step. In, in Macro, the animator picked on a matrix, let's say the human face, picked different points to where the automation is going to occur. In the prior. Yes, in yes. order to demonstrate <coughs> or to, to mimic the human mouth when it makes a particular sound like, oh, and, and so, but, but in that case, that was found to be patent eligible. I, I disagree. 
My understanding is that in the prior art... You disagree that it was found to be patent eligible? I disagree with the premise that it was human selections involved in the claims that were found to be patent eligible. In the prior art, the user was left to mark certain points at which the phenom should make changes in appearances, things like that. My understanding is that in McRow, the claims obviated that requirement. And therefore, it was the rules that obviated that requirement lent the claims to patentability. What, in your view, if this survived 12b-6, would this be patent eligible? I'm not sure I understand, Your Honor. We're looking at, this case is about whether the plaintiff had sufficient pleading in this complaint in order to state a cause of action. No. The answer is no. Okay. Not at all. Not at all. And to your question earlier, McRow was decided on Rule 12c, judgment on the pleadings. My colleague also mentioned that, having read the claims, that one could compile code to effectuate the claim steps generally, as I understand. And if so, that belies the argument that any of the steps found in the claims would be anything other than routine, conventional, or well understood. And finally, I point out that another problem with the claims themselves is that they're only directed to a result. There is no, you know, the preamble begins with a method for shifting pixels, followed by user preparatory steps, and ends with shifting pixels. So in other words, we have a claim for shifting pixels by receiving user input in several instances, and then shifting pixels. There's no discussion of how. There's no description of an algorithm in a meaningful way that would give these claims the type of inventive concept that's required under the ALICE test. With respect to ALICE at Step 2, I think it's important to remember that the allegations in the complaint that certain features aren't well understood or routine are wholly conclusory. They're not, there's no factual predicates from which this court could infer that even if true, they're of legal significance. Further, under the Twombly-Iqbal standard, the court's only required to accept plausible allegations, not just allegations. For the reason I just mentioned, they're not plausible. But further, even with respect to the claim features that are allegedly not well understood, routine, or conventional, again, if you look at those claim steps or the claim features, those are, again, user-initiated. So whether it's a user selecting a mask or what the shape of the mask looks like or anchor points or edges. Again, this is all, at the end of the day, what we have is a claim that is largely based on a user making selections through a generic interface followed by a generic step 
uh, of shifting pixels, and of course, all of which is implemented in a generic computer environment. So with that, unless the panel has additional questions, I will give my remaining time back to the court. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So the only evidence in the record is the intrinsic record. So I guess what I'd like to do is let's go back to claim seven of the 342 patent, appendix of 57. Line seven? Uh, claim seven at appendix page 57. And so the district court says that the abstract idea is shifting pixels to create the illusion of movement. And let's look at this claim and try to find claiming the illusion of movement. It's not in receiving a first indication of a first starting point. It's not in the next one, receiving through the user interface an indication of a nonlinear pathway. It's not in selecting a first set of pixels. Shifting pixels. Animation, isn't it? It can be similar to animation. I won't argue with that. But this whole combination, shifting the first set of pixels is not a claim to giving the perception of movement in a digital picture. It's just not. It is part of the method that gives us the perception of movement in a digital photo. But nowhere in this claim does it say this exact abstract idea. So, and like all the other independent claims in all five patents, <clears throat> these are all the same. You can examine all of them. It nowhere says shifting pixels to create the illusion of movement. The illusion of movement occurs because you have to do the methods of all these claims. Assuming we get by the problem with the shifting pixels, how do we do it? We submit that we can bring evidence to the court to show that somebody skilled in the art can do this. And in fact, a whole lot of people have. These kind of applications sprung up all over the world after our client put it out on the market. And also says it was done before. Where does it say that? I'm sorry, Your Honor. I haven't seen that. What's been done? Oh, there's movement in, in pictures. Oh, if we're talking about column one, line 49 of these patents, let's look at that. It's in column one of the 017. Okay. And I think, yeah. It talks about digital image software tools. It talks about. Yeah. Additional tools are desirable. It's aspirational. It doesn't say it's occurred. This line is aspirational. Additional tools are desirable for improving digital images, such as the ability to incorporate movement within an image. That's aspirational. It's in the wrong place. As a patent scrivener, I would not have put it in the background. It certainly sounds as though it was what was done earlier, right? Putting it in the background section. Respectfully, I disagree. Oh, 
It's in the wrong place. As a patent writer, yeah. That's absolutely, but that's not what that line says. That line says additional tools are desirable, such as the ability to incorporate movement. That doesn't say that it's been done before. Okay, we're out of time. Thank you. Thanks for the counsel. The case is submitted. That concludes our session. Thank you.